Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast. Starring... Dave Schilling, Pavel Podkelsen, DJ Mbenga, Joey Devine, Samuel Dollar Wang Zhi Zhi, Sean Keen, Tariq Abdul-Wahan, Roddy Beauvoir, Antoine Rigano, Mamadou, and I. Musical guest, the Reverend Horton Heath. And now the host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine. Hi, guys. How are you? Um, it's me, your temporary host of Roundball Rock, Joey Devine. And um, we have some news to tell you real quick. Sean is actually out of town for the next two weeks. Yeah. So we're only going down to one episode a week. One a Sean, week. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm up in I'm up in Humboldt. Um I feel a lot of sympathy for Richard Lewis. Miles Plumley and Zach Randolph right now because uh, sometimes you're just a rounder, but doesn't doesn't mean you should have to sit out five games. I'm, d- I'm hoping not to be suspended from this podcast upon my return. Uh, I mean, you are. That's why we're. Oh yeah, I guess we're dead in one week. Yeah. A uh, couple of business items. We were on the Fast Break Breakfast Pod together. Yeah, thanks, guys. Uh, where we spent an inordinate amount of time explaining who dave Schilling was so yeah. that was fun that was good um, <laughs> um we also i feel bad i told them i had not eaten breakfast i subsequently finished the podcast had a breakfast burrito with home fries and uh also some some watermelon and cantaloupe so so fast break breakfast guys if you're asked if you're out there that's what i had well, save it for the next time that you're on that podcast, Sean. Yes. Um, all right. But if you are a fan of our podcast, I think you'd like the Fast Break Breakfast podcast. You should subscribe to them. Some They're dude, funny. Dudes, yeah, dudes from Memphis. Yeah. Breakfast and Grizzlies enthusiasts. Um, other news. Uh, I mean, business, not news. We have no news today. <laughs> other business. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Round Rock Pod or mm-hmm. on Gmail. Or you can email us. Uh, roundrockpod at gmail.com I almost got that right this time Uh, Facebook we have a page Uh, admittedly we don't do much with it but like us there too we post the episodes Um, baby that's all you need yeah free stickers Uh we email we we mail out free stickers so if you want free stickers uh, 
and some other goodies I like to throw in those envelopes. Uh, DM us your address. Yeah. Uh, also, this business list is getting long, Sean. Yeah, it is. Um, we got a lot. <laughs> Look, we're doing a lot also, of business. I won't apologize also, for that, and you shouldn't either. Um, also, we will name your fantasy teams. Yeah. Uh, for the price of one dollar, or more importantly, a five-star iTunes review. Mm-hmm. So, and those are actually worth their weight in gold. So, we've we're a basketball podcast, and yet we've only named one fantasy basketball team and like fifty fantasy football teams. Yeah. So that's weird. Yeah. Um. All right. Should we? Get to the Southwest Division, Let's get our to the final su- division, it's Sean. It's a fun division. Let's get there. All right. Robot, drop. This is Round Ball Rock News. Basketball news. For humans and robots. Trust the process. I don't know. I think the robot's on vacation. Yeah. Um... <laughs> uh anyway, your first team in the Southwest Division is the Dallas Mavericks. Oh yeah, fun uh, their, team. Th- their record last year was 33 and 49. Uh-huh. Their point differential was negative 2.9 and their expected win record was 31 and 51. So they were actually two games better than they should have been. Mm-hmm. Uh they lost AJ Hammonds a man who I don't think actually exists. Uh-huh. Uh, but then they signed some people. Yeah. Oh, they, they also signed. they also lost uh, Devin Harris. Sorry, I forgot. To I mean, him. we all lost Devin Harris. He they died, right? He died. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> yeah. Devin Harris. Uh, they drafted Dennis Smith Jr. Mm-hmm. They also signed Josh McRoberts. Maybe this is the year he plays again. Yeah. Um, they signed domestic abuser Jeff Withy. A legend. And, but probable. No. <laughs> probable, probable. And uh, they brought in another rookie named PJ Dozier, which is such a dope name. Yeah, man. I'm, I feel like, like I would give him a third team all defensive vote just from that. Um, PJ Dozier sounds like uh, the most charming best player on Last Chance U. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, he got uh, a partially also... guaranteed. To... He's really big and athletic, and he did yeah. not get drafted. Uh, he did make the Final Four with South Carolina, so it was him and Cinderius Thornwell. Um, Another just great name, all-time name. All yeah. right. Um <laughs> They also signed Nerlens Noel to the qualifying offer instead yes. of an extension because Nerlens Noel is betting on himself. He demanded the uh, max, and Mark Cuban pulled his offer in a real Shark Tank move. Well, and then also Nerlens then changed his agent. It was a real uh, kerfluffle. I don't know what word I was yeah. going to use there. All right. They also brought back our man Yogi Ferrell. Mm-hmm. Gotta love Yogi. And... Maybe my favorite guy in the league, Dirk Nowitzki. Yeah, he was a lot of rumors that he was going to, you know, form a super (laughs) team. (laughs) He was going to follow his best friend Chandler Parsons to Memphis, but ultimately they couldn't make it happen. Once I signed Tyreek Evans, there was just no room for Dirk. So he's back. He came back grudgingly to the Dallas Mavericks. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, also, if they're lucky this year, uh, Wes Matthews will have his ACLs back, so that'll be cool. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Sometimes they grow back, baby. <laughs> um, first question, Sean. Yeah. Harrison Barnes. Question mark. Is he as good as he was last year, and does he have room to get better? Because he had a pretty good year last year. I'm going to say he's a, he's a yes for me. Because you think he's going to get better? I do. I do. He's um, He just turned 25. He turned 25 in, like, May. Um, they've got him for three more years, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he got a lot of flack because he was not very good in the 2016 NBA Finals. I do think that's valid he did suck he was rough but you know sometimes that happens i don't think he's a bad guy because of it 
I think they probably should have played him. I think they honestly probably should have played him more than they did at the end of the series because at least he was doing other things, you know. Um, but no, I, I was looking at his year last year and he scored very well in isolation. Mm-hmm. And that was not something that Harrison Barts ever did in in Golden State. Well, because you know why, why would he? he yeah. You know why he scored so well in isolation in isolation in Dallas actually. Why's that? Uh it's because they hired God Sham God. Oh, and to be a coach and, and he was teaching and he taught him how to dribble for the first time ever. Yeah, and someone he's... was like, "Hey Harrison Barnes, you need to learn to dribble." Right. And uh <laughs> you know, he's he's apparently been uh, learning a lot of Dirk moves too. Like he's not as tall, so some of them don't work. But um, Harrison Burns was good at a lot of things. He was just bad at dribbling and being a go-to scorer. If he if he's like a legitimate viable number two offensive option, that's a really good player. He can guard threes and fours. He rebounds, shoots pretty well. Like. Like he's he's obviously shouldn't be the best player on your NBA team, which he had to be last year for Dallas. But uh, there's there's no reason he couldn't be the the second best player on you know a playoff team. Uh, I think it's got. I think he you want him as your third best player still. Well, yeah, but I'm I'm just saying if he was playing, like if he was playing with. Russell Westbrook last year that would have been very helpful for Oklahoma City you know it's just it's just weird because he was it's it's weird to see a guy who was like the number one prospect when he was 16 mm-hmm. and is now like the seventh best guy from his draft class or like the sixth best guy yeah and that's still a pretty good player but it's just not what everyone thought he could do yeah all right, um, I think he's fine. I think this is probably as good as he's going to get. But that's a good player. It's a good NBA player. Yeah, I think I, I can um, see. I can see a little more improvement from his uh, ISO scoring. That's what I would say. But yeah, would you rather have him or Victor Oladipo? Uh, Harrison Barnes for sure. Him or Otto Porter? Ooh. That's like a wash, I think. I think Barnes has done so much more. I'm saying, I'm saying, like, of the guys that got picked in 2013, uh, oh, he got picked in 2012. That's why I'm giving you a bad comparison there. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, best guy in his draft class. Like, well, that's not his draft class, Sean. So that's, yeah, of the guys, of the guys drafted ahead of him, he's probably the third best guy. Yeah, he's better than Dion Waiters. He's not as good as Anthony Davis or Damian Lillard. Way better than Thomas Robinson. And probably not as good as Bradley Beal, but he's certainly been a lot. He's certainly done a lot more. You know? Anyway. Yeah. All right. Um, Harrison Barnes, you will no longer be a punchline. You will just be kind of forgotten. (laughs) Uh, Is it better to be a joke or to be forgotten? Let's ask... Special guest, Carrot Top. All right. Um, anyway. Um, Sean, you had some questions here. I did. Uh, Joey, you and I went to Summer League together. Uh, the Mavs have a roster spot available. Should they be trying to bring over Ding? Uh, we should probably explain who Ding is. Oh, yeah. That, um, that, that sounds like that. people will be like, Kevin Ding? He writes for the yeah. Lakers. Uh, we're talking about Ding Yan Yuhong who is a Chinese mm-hmm. professional basketball player. He's 24 years old. Uh, he was, I believe he was the CBA MVP last year. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, he was the all-star game and the domestic most valuable player in 2017. Right. I think Jimmer means... won MVP. Oh, right? okay. Yeah, yeah. And he plays for the <laughs> Shandong Golden Stars. And mm-hmm. then he played, for, he played uh, for the Mavs teams in Orlando and Las Vegas at Summer League. Yeah. Um... As much as I loved Ding in Summer League, yeah. I'm going to say no. <laughs> they should not bring over Ding. <laughs> um, I think, because don't they still have some cap room now that uh, Nerland signed the qualifying offer? Yeah, they got a little room. I think they should leave that roster spot open to um, 
you know, maybe help facilitate some deals and uh, get either a young player or a pick. Yeah, and actually, I have no idea if he would even be allowed to leave. He might have, like, a five-year contract with the Golden Spurs, <laughs> so... But he was awesome. I, I think he can play. Yeah. I think he can definitely be a 10th man in the NBA. Yeah, Ding's cool. We like Ding. Yeah. We're pro Ding. Um, all right. I, how many times can I say Ding in 30 seconds? All right. Um, <clears throat> Sean, your next question. Okay, my question is, how can Mark Cuban make it up to Dirk for all the discounts he took and for not re-signing Tyson Chandler in 2011? Oh. Like, like they're, fr- they're friends, clearly, but... Dirk has left a bunch of money on the table. Yeah, it's like an absurd amount of money that he's left on the table, frankly. Yeah, it's like um, it's like um, more than the amount of money that Charles Barkley has left on the table to pay prostitutes. And that's a lot of money. <laughs> um, I mean, I certainly think... Here's, here's how I think Mark Cuban could do it. Uh, by shuttering Cyberdust and never talking about it ever again. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> that would make it up for Dirk, I think. Mm-hmm. What if he brings back the benefactor, but Dirk is the host? Dirk doesn't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, it's probably it's a little too ego centric for him. He'd be in I like mean, he'd be in like a thirty second parody of the benefactor for Mavs dot com where he yeah. like dressed as Cuban. Uh I could see Dirk wanting to be on Dancing with the Stars though. Oh, Cuban could probably help make ABC that property, just like Shark Tank. Oh yeah, well um, actually Dirk think... could, Dirk could definitely do Survivor if he wanted to. Yeah, I don't think Dirk wants to do that either, though. No. (laughs) Dirk just wants to dance, baby. (laughs) Um, Would he be the tallest person to dance with the stars? I think he would be. Oh, easily. Um, I mean, clearly what actually is going to happen is Dirk is going to end up co-owning the maps. Yeah, exactly. And they're going to get a big apartment (laughs) together. Um. All right. Oh, and my One final more question. Yeah, my final question is: uh, looking at this roster, which Mavs player do you think is sitting on the best Shark Tank product? Oh, good question. Um, I mean, Josh McRoberts has had a lot of time to sit around and think of other ideas, not focusing on basketball since that time he was that randomly good on the Lakers that one year. Yeah. Yeah. And he's been um, in Miami, like place of invention, Pitbull. Does DJ Khaled live in Miami? He does. Yeah, see, like that's – I feel like those – all three of those guys together could maybe come up with something. I think Josh McRoberts is the weak link in that chain. Oh, in the Pitbull DJ Khaled. <laughs> yeah. Nick Bob group. <laughs> Uh, I'm not sure Josh McRoberts could get a meeting with DJ Khaled. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, it just the name McBob is a very like, it reads very like Mr. Wonderful business to me. Right, right, right. Like the McBob, it's like, it's a kilt that also cuts your hair at home. Yeah. And he really wants to get Lori to invest because he thinks it would be good on TV, but she's just not interested. She has her home shopping network connection. So So then he's got to take Mr. Wonderful's like real shitty deal where it's like, I get $5 from everyone sold and I own 80% of the company. (laughs) And And McBob's just like, I'm a millionaire anyway. Yeah, like it doesn't. I was actually kind of looking to sell off this business. Mark just the somebody dropped out. I happen to be in the practice facility. Um I imagine JJ Berea would have a really cool looking vehicle and like the minute somebody tried it out, it would just collapse onto the ground like just shatter. <laughs> and JJ's like, You can't weigh more than hundred and thirty five pounds. I tested it only on myself. <laughs> um, so my last question for the Mavs is also weirdly business related. Yeah. Um, last year, we learned about two inventive food items that yeah. were player based so in the American had... Airlines arena. There was the Dirk, the Dirk Worst, the Dirk Worst, yes, 
<laughs> and the Harrison Barnes good. All-Star Burger. <laughs> Didn't look as good. Which looked sad. It looked bad, um, yeah. Who, what, Sean, give me an invented food for this year. Okay, well, I think, I mean, the obvious one is that you'd go for some kind of, like, Seth Curry thing. Mm-hmm. But I just, I just feel like he's not actually Indian. Like, it's just not, you know what I mean? I think yes. they're going to go for, um, you know, like like kind of an Italian item. Uh, I don't know if they have it in the American Airlines Center. It would be the Piriogi. Say that again? Uh, the Piriogi oh, Feral. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah gotcha. <laughs> uh, I just feel like like it's a good arena food. It's easy. They're like a little smaller, you know, than, than mm-hmm. the normal arena foods just like yogi Farrell, but they pack a punch um mm-hmm. i don't really i mean i feel like they'd be a good arena food too because they're they seem like they'd be very freezable mm-hmm. and uh you know the polish community of dallas is gonna like it especially if they <laughs> absorb marcin gortat's contract in a salary dump at the, <laughs> at the trade deadline could happen could happen <laughs> Um, I think they're going to give out J.J. Beret-shaped chicken nuggets. Oh, right. I like um, that, yeah. <laughs> all right, uh, their over-under is 35 and a half. What do you think, Sean? You know, um, I really believe in Dennis Smith Jr. Like, this team has a huge incentive to go back in the lottery and mm-hmm. get one more guy, but I think they're going to be a little better this year. Like, I, I just, I like the way these guys fit together. I like... I like Nerlens. Um I just I it seems like their backcourt is maybe not strong enough, but I don't know. Like I guess I gotta say under, although I wouldn't be surprised by them winning like thirty eight games. I just think there's gonna be such an incentive to tank and like shut Dirk down at the end of the season mm-hmm. that that's pretty likely. And also I think Dennis Smith Jr. is gonna be great, and I also think Dennis Smith Jr. is gonna be like losing them games in December. I agree that I think Dennis Smith Jr. is going to be both great and bad because he's a rookie point guard, Uh, but I'm also very high on him. Um, I'm going to say this a lot in this division, I think, but I'm taking the over just because I don't want to bet against Rick Carlisle not winning 40 games. Yeah, man. I mean, makes sense. And, you know, it's a lot of guys I like. It's just... uh... It's it's that weird, you know, like the 38-win outcome is like what Cuban wants to avoid the most. Yeah. They were just furious. Just, they they didn't I, get the number eight pick last year. I just don't um, think he'll let it happen again. I also like the fact that there's guys in contract years. Oh, yeah. like no uh, Curry's in a contract year. Nerlens is in a contract year. I just think those guys play over their heads. Um, chasing that fat money. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Oh, All right, know, let's go to I your next that. team. Yeah. Uh, the Memphis Grizzlies, who's once again their coach is the leader of the woke off. He is. Uh, their record, 43 and 39. Their point differential was 0.5, so they were half a point better than everyone they played. Yeah. Uh, and their expected record was exactly what they won, which was 43 and 39. Yes. Uh, Unfortunately, if you're a Grizzlies fan, though, this is the end of grit and grind That's because they got rid of Zach Randolph, Tony Allen, and Vince Carter. Air Memphis, Vince Carter. <laughs> they brought in, though, uh, former Rookie of the Year Tyreek Evans, former Bust of the Year Ben McLemore, uh-huh. uh, Rade Zagarach, uh-huh. Ivan Rab, Dylan Brooks, and he's... He's back. Mario Chalmers, baby. Yeah. Uh, and they're probably going to re-sign Jermichael Green, and uh, they also are bringing Wayne Selden back. Yeah. Who Green... I believe was in college for 18 years. It felt like it. Weird thing about Wayne Selden. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, Jermichael Green probably going to end up taking the qualifying offer because it seems like all of those guys are. Like Alex Len took it. They're They're all coming back, I think. Yeah. Um, so my first question for you, Sean, yeah. is uh, people think this team is going to be bad for some reason. Uh, do you feel that way? No. I, I mean, not not to the degree other people do. Like, Zach Randolph is gone, and that's not good. But 
they they just need a couple of their young guys to do something. Like like if Wade Baldwin can do anything, if Deontay Davis can do anything, if um it's not Jarrett Allen. I can't remember the guy's name. But um <laughs> but they've just they just have this squad of like twenty two to twenty five year old guys. Mm-hmm. Um they're just way less old. You know what I mean? Like Conley and Gasol are fairly old, but but I just I don't think any of those guys is individually like it's an important emotional loss and it probably mm-hmm. sucks for the fans, but I don't think it's gonna hurt the on court product that much to not have you know, Zach Randolph at this point was like the backup center. Right. Yeah. And look, as a Warrior fan, uh this is a tough pill to swallow. Because anytime you're counting on the health of Brandon Wright, uh, it's uh, it's a big it's a big leap of faith. It's a recipe but, for doom. But Brandon Wright in and Chandler Parsons are both like real NBA players if they are healthy. Yeah, um, it's just a question of if they are. Um, but I love I love Marcus All. I think Marcus All is so much better than people even give him credit for. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, he's awesome, man. He passes, he shoots threes, he's awesome on defense, he's super tough. Like, I think that's one of the things that, y- y- like, you have a distorted view of the league rooting for the Warriors, but you, you end up with so much respect for how much Marc Gasol is unfazed by these dudes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like there's all, the Memphis always beats them horribly in one point, like, they never want to play them in the playoffs. It's great. Dude rules. Um, yeah, love Marcus All. Mike Conley, he's okay. Um, all right. Uh, yeah. Sean, you had some questions, though. I had a couple questions. Uh, with Tony Allen and Zach Randolph gone, is this team just a grind? Like, is, is the grittiness gone? Oh, no way. <laughs> I mean, you know, anytime you can bring in Tyreek Evans and Ben McLemore, that is that's, grit. That's grit. Personified. I think those guys are actually selling grit. That that magazine that <laughs> schoolboys sold in the forties or something. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know what great magazine is. <laughs> look it up. Uh, I mean, I look. I make fun of those guys a lot, but I think they're actually going to be really good for this team. Uh, like, the the amount of just how much how much help they would get from adequate outside shooting is like amazing. Yeah. I mean, and Tyreek Evans doesn't do that, but I think Ben McLemore yeah. can now that he's out of Sacramento. But we'll see. Uh, Grit had a Grit had was called America's Greatest Family Newspaper, and uh, very popular in small town America. Oh, make uh, America great again! All right, uh, yeah, like uh, <laughs> also they 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 built up the little league the family that made Grit uh, started the little league World Series. Apparently, Grit went right. to a tabloid. Uh, oh, and they Richie Rich. Uh, this is canon. Richard Rich got his start as a businessman by selling Grit. So it seems wait, like a scam. Richard or Richie? Richard Rich, the father, Joey. Okay. <laughs> Dick Rich to his friends. Um. All right, you have one last question for the yeah, Grizzlies. I have one last question for these three guys, which is David Fisdale wants to get all the old statues out of Memphis. So why did they sign Mario Chalmers? Oh, he, he's not that old. Got son. it, Rio. Gotcha. <laughs> he's going to help them if he's healthy. I like Mario Chalmers. Uh, plus, look, he gives somebody, he, he gives them somebody Tyreek Evans can scream at. Yeah, it's um, good. It's all right. <laughs> Uh, all right, the over under Sean is thirty seven and a half. What are you saying? Uh, that the, so you're betting against them. You're saying they're six games worse, and they're six mm-hmm. games worse. What, like, why would they be six games worse? I don't, I, just know. Don't, I don't see it. Like, they they just brought in a lot of guys that they're they're both not depending on, and that would be like giant bonuses if any of those guys. Like, like, would you be that surprised if Ivan Rab was a really good bench power forward this year? No, not at all. Yeah, and like they could use all that stuff. They have two really good players in the starting lineup, and so you know if you surround them with three average guys, that's a really good team. So over, yeah, I th- over. 
I'm also taking the over, and it's, like, not even close. I half expect uh, Marcus All to be a down-ballot MVP candidate Ooh, this year, actually. Ooh, okay. Um, I don't think he's going to be close to winning it, but I think he's going to get a lot of, like, fifth-place votes. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah. I think I think he's really going to show out. Well, I like that um, phrase, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to... The saddest team in basketball, the New Orleans Pelicans. Oh, well. Their yeah. record is <laughs> their record was thirty-four and forty-eight. Their point differential was negative two point one. And their expected win record was thirty-four and forty-eight. They so got they what were they exactly deserve, what baby. they were to to quote uh Dennis Green, they were who we thought they were. <laughs> um they got rid of Tim Frazier, uh-huh. Quincy Pondexer, yeah. and Donatus Montiunis. Uh-huh. Then they brought in some real weird dudes. Yeah. <laughs> Rajon Rondo. Yeah. Tony Allen. Uh-huh. Frank Jackson. Already hurt. He's, He's already, already hurt. hurt. Yeah. Ian Clark. Mm-hmm. Darius Miller. Yes. And who I think is a rapper. And Perry Jones the third. Yeah. And Darius Miller's definitely he's in the no limit family, I believe. <laughs> yeah. And they re-signed Dante Cunningham. Yes. What do you what do you want to say about this team, John? <laughs> I mean it's... How many actual NBA players do they have? Um, okay, so they have two superstars and mm-hmm. one former all-star who's probably sub all-star level but still a fair a very good third best player in Drew yes. Holiday. And mm-hmm. then they have like It's just weird. Who's their at, fourth best player? Their fourth best player is Etwan Moore, I think. I think it's each one You more. always think it's each one more. I think it is. I I think it might be Rondo. It's not Rondo. Rondo is terrible. I mean, you know me, I hate Rondo. No, he's not it, good. But he's Ian psyched. Clark's better than Etwan Moore. I think each one Moore's a good defensive player. Like he's he's a defensive player. He's three and D. Like he two things that no one else on the roster can can do. But either way, when you're arguing over whether the fourth best player on a team is Etwan Moore or Rajon Rondo, uh, there's a real talent disparity between the third and fourth man on yeah. the roster. Well, they do, they <laughs> still do not really have a small forward, and that's tough. But you know, uh, Etwan I mean, Moore can shoot threes. That's what I'm. That's what I would say. I think he's going to play a ton of minutes this year. Like, I think like, Ian Clark's going to play a ton of minutes. Yeah, <laughs> having having like Rondo and I think the Rondo and Holiday together experiment is not going to work that well. Although maybe Rondo gets people good looks. You know, it's such a weird it's so weird to have Anthony Davis and Cousins playing next to each other. Um, yeah, it I I find it makes them very hard to predict because maybe they figure out a cool thing. You know, this is like. What this team reminds me of is it's like a fantasy basketball team that was in an auction draft with an owner who had no idea what they were doing. Right, and like so, they spent all of their <laughs> they spent all of their they spent their entire budget on three guys, and then it was just well, like well, Tony Allen, one dollar. <laughs> well, I think I think that's what happened. Like he he bid big on Davis and Cousins, and then like took a 45 minute business call and so just to say like his his spot came up and people were like just nominate someone for a dollar and they're like uh, tony allen rondo and everyone else was like we're not betting on that guy and he harry jones the third yeah has yeah. not been in the league for four years and but he, he comes back after his call and blows the rest of his money on uh dante cunningham <laughs> Uh, we've talked a little bit about this before, yeah. but I believe that this team is cursed. Yeah. Uh, there's been a lot of weird, weird like injuries. scary stuff, uh-huh. people dying around the team. I mean, even this uh, year, Solomon Hill and Frank Jackson are hurt and the season. Yeah. Started. Uh, is there a way they can cleanse themselves of this curse, Sean? I'm saying there are two options. One of them is 
they need to retake that jazz name. From, oh, like like Utah used to be the New Orleans Jazz. They kept the name. It doesn't make any sense. Like. Let Utah be the honeycombs or like the seagulls or the magic underwear or even the mailmen, <laughs> whatever. All that stuff would be great. Uh, they can be the Saints. Like like they're the Latter day Saints. They're the Saints. That's a legit name. Here's what I think they should be. Uh-huh. They should be the punks. The Utah <laughs> they punks. Be the, no, oh, the, the SLC, SLC punks. punks. <laughs> yeah. Oh well that makes that makes a lot of sense. Who who was the star of that movie? Matthew Lillard. Yeah, wasn't Steven Dorf in it? Oh, no, no, but I was, think Joe was... Ingles is. Oh, Joe Ingles is um, in that movie. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, I think that's not a bad idea. Uh, you know how I think they should cleanse themselves of this curse? What's that? I think they need to sign Kevin Garnett. <laughs> oh, oh. Because they are just reliving Kevin Garnett's career in the form of Anthony Davis. Uh-huh. Um. Well, like, that makes a lot I, of sense. I am not. I would not be at all surprised mm-hmm. if at some point it came out that they re-signed Demarcus Cousins to some extension, uh-huh. and it turns out that extension was like, like dirty yeah, and against yeah, the yeah. rules, and I they could, lose all their picks. <laughs> I think that could totally happen. Yeah. Uh, I think maybe a blood sacrifice of Pierre the Pelican could do it too. Ooh, like like just uh, like Aslan on a stone table. Uh, also, you know what? Huh? Make that king p- cake baby more relevant. Like, just make him your all day, your all yeah. day mascot. Yeah. <laughs> A little bit of psychological like, warfare. Like, just lean into the creepiness. Yeah, like multiple king cake babies, and like, oh, <laughs> yeah, like inflatable king cake babies, where like other king cake babies come out of them. Oh, be people great. are people are like like once <clears throat> we see enough king cake baby, like opposing players are going to be having vasectomies. So like I don't want a baby of any sort. He is horrifying. <laughs> All right, Sean, they're over unders thirty nine and a half. What do you think? Uh I want them to make the playoffs so bad. I wish good things for them. I think it's an under. I think um, This yeah, this is a total like it, lock of an under. Because the problem is they're not like a team I think they have a hard schedule, but they're also like a team that if it's not going well. It's not like a team where you're like, well, they'll write the ship. They've got they've got the steady hand of Boogie Cousins. <laughs> you know, they're they're probably going to try to trade Boogie Cousins if they think he's leaving, and then they become like a thirty five four win team again. So mm-hmm. anyway, that's that's my thought. So I'm saying under. Uh, yeah, I'm also saying under. Yeah, let's move on. Okay, uh, Sean, you got an ad read for I us? I do have an ad read. This is uh, a clothing product, which we're pretty excited about. We don't, we don't always have clothes for our sponsors. I mean, I guess, whatever. Uh, our ad this week is it's nightwear. It's called PJ Tucker's PJs for the Tuckered Out. These are pajamas that are manufactured and designed by PJ Tucker, hard-boiled 3&D wing. Uh, here's They all have the label Anthony Leon P.J. Tucker. That's his full name. Um, one thing the way these P.J. Tucker's P.J.'s for the Tuckered Out are different is they're made of burlap because P.J. Tucker believes you should sleep as tough as you play. You can't roll over in your sleep because you don't roll over for anyone. P.J. Tucker doesn't, and no, and uh, a, a very sleepy person doesn't either. Uh, they're also made of purely international ingredients. These PJs are the products of many countries, much like PJ himself. They are not available in Canada. They had their chance back in 2007. Uh, PJ Tucker's PJs for the Tuckered Out, they they fight off nightmares. Um, you're able to pass a test from long range, even if you're naked. And also, it'll stop the best person in someone else's dream if you're wearing them so that's pretty important pj tucker's pjs for the tuckered out don't sleep on these pjs so i think actually you're not supposed to sleep on them like i thought that was like don't forget about these guys but i think i think that it's literally like a mandated warning that you could be hurt i don't get it like why (laughs) why why does he sell such uncomfortable tough pjs just any of it. I mean, yeah. I get his name is PJ, but right. like, so yeah, PB&J. 
<laughs> yeah, that would be. I don't know. I think I think it's because of the tuck rule. He has to do this. Roger Goodell oh, makes interesting. Sense. Yeah. All right, the San Antonio Spurs. Yes. Uh, last year they went sixty-one and twenty-one. Yes. Their point differential was seven point two. You know it was. And their expected record was sixty-three and nineteen. Yeah, too much. Which resting. is not surprising. And then they were. Yeah, exactly. Uh, out, Jonathan Simmons. Out, Dwayne Dedman. Out, your dad's favorite player, David Lee. In, Rudy Gay? Joffrey Laverne? And then two people named Derek White and Jaron Blossom Game. And then, of course, they retained Patty Mills, Pau Gasol, and Manu Ginobili. Yeah. So, yeah, this offseason felt like the Spurs might make some big moves, and they didn't. But I think I yeah. think they I think they probably were kind of only targeting Chris Paul, and then he decided right. he wasn't going to go there. So once they weren't getting Chris Paul, it just didn't seem like they were super sold on like Kyle Lowry or, I mean, a lot of point guards change teams, but it doesn't really seem like they had uh, like they they just didn't they clearly just di- liked Patty Mills better than a long-term mm-hmm. deal with, like, Lowry or Hill or Teague, which I think is totally fair. Well, to me, it seems like they're still basically just in a holding pattern waiting for Tony Parker to retire. Yeah, because he makes a lot of money, and I think this is the last year of that deal. I believe it is, yeah. So that's that's it, it all kind of makes sense. Like, it just seems like they... Like, Jonathan Simmons wanted so much money, or they just didn't like him that much. And so they let him leave. Yeah, Tony Parker is... He has $15.5 million that is coming off the books after the season. Yeah. Um, and it seemed like Pau Gasol and Patty Mills kind of got a lot. But, you know, I'm, would you be that surprised if Rudy Gay and Joffrey Laverne are great in San Antonio? Uh, Rudy Gay, yes. Joffrey Laverne, no. I think Pop is going to hate Rudy Gay. Yeah, I just wonder if, like... I know he was really overrated on Memphis, but then he's been, like, a mediocre, effective player. And now that nobody really says he's a star, I, I wonder if he's close to being properly rated. Yeah, I just feel like um, he and Jeff Green are two guys who the teams always get better when they leave. Um, so I never want... And I never want to bring those guys in. I mean, I think that's... The thing is, the Raptors also got better when he arrived, though. So I think I think it's I don't know. I think he's I think it's overstated how bad he was because his salary kind of made some of those trades better for these teams. But like, I don't mm-hmm. think on the court. Anyway, that's that's my take. My question about Rudy Gay and the Spurs yeah. is: last year. It came out that he famously said to George Carl when he came to the Sacramento Kings, welcome to hell. Welcome to basketball hell, I think, right? Well, but sure. I mean, it's, uh, it's more guys are dunking on you. You're not you're not like in 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 a bunch of flames. Someone just is catching fire that you're trying to guard. So my question for you is. uh how is Rudy Gay going to react now that he's got, like, a real devil-style taskmaster in Greg Popovich? Yeah, like, like is he like, this is basketball purgatory? This is... It's hard to say. Uh, my question was, I was wondering if the reason Greg Popovich signed a player named Gay misguided attempt to get back to the top of the woke-off. He's like, he hasn't <laughs> no. been paying attention. He's been going to restaurants. And he's like, yeah, people will like it if I support the gays. And then R.C. Buford didn't understand him, and now Rudy Gay is a spur. Um, I mean, I think Greg Popovich is already pro-gay, um, probably. And um, even if that was the case, no coach can make as big of a uh, woke-off mistake as Doug Collins did this week. Uh, what did Doug Collins uh, say? Wh- uh, he said, I'm woke. But he used incorrectly. He thought being woke meant like 
listening to young people or like something to do with analytics. It was unclear what he even thought woke meant. Maybe he's like, I'm wide awake right now to the backstabbing <laughs> cheating of Michael Jordan and the 1972 Russian basketball team. <laughs> That's the thing. Like he's he's like, I bet after this election stuff, he's like, exactly. This is what they do. This is why I never picked up my silver medal. <laughs> oh my god! Um, if, if 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 he gets called by the special prosecutor, oh my god! But like the witness list is Donald Trump Jr., James Comey, and Doug Collins. Doug's like, and yeah, Gar I saw I saw Foreman a for some here. reason. Dar Foreman does. He's gonna leave with Putin. Like, I like history. <laughs> Um, All I, right, let's move on. I had one more question. Uh, yeah. Tony Parker ruptured his quad in the second round of the playoffs. At what point in the season will he be back banging one of his teammates' wives? I don't think it stopped him. Yeah, he's he's just, he's in call at the hospital. <laughs> yeah, he's he's currently banging one of his teammates' wives. Yeah. All right, um, you're over under, We're very Sean. sorry, Jaron Blossom game. <laughs> <laughs> Over under Sean fifty four and a half. I just it they put it at the perfect spot. Like the Spurs win mm-hmm. fifty five games. That's what they do. Over baby. Yeah. I'm having a difficult time with this one because looking at the roster, uh-huh. I'm like, ooh, this looks under baby. Uh-huh. But. Uh, then I remember it's Greg Popovich and Kawhi Leonard, and I'm like, oh, no, I don't know what to do. Well, are they going to be seven um, games worse and nine games worse than their differential? To me, that's like, eh, probably not, even with better teams. I just think if Kawhi gets hurt for even two weeks, they're not hitting this number. Eh, I, just, it's, I love the system. I think it's. I think the number's too low. That's all. Like, they won 61 games last year. And I think I think it's a true. seven game drop is a big drop for a team that All did true. not really get much worse to me at least. But you know what? Um, we've agreed on pretty much everything so far. Uh, yeah. I'm just going to take the under. Okay. Um, see what happens. <laughs> yeah, do it. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about the team that made the biggest moves this off season uh-huh. in this division, the Houston Rockets. Yeah. Uh, they went 55 and 27. They did. Their point differential was 5.8. Yeah. But they were expected to go 57 and 5. So they were actually two games worse than they're expected. Mm-hmm. Uh, they lost a lot of depth. They lost Patrick Beverly. They lost Lou Williams. They lost Sam White Harrison Barnes Decker. Uh-huh. And they lost Montrez Harrell. Uh-huh. But they did bring in Chris Paul, PJ Tucker, Luke Mbamute. Tarek Black, uh, giant Chinese man Joe Chi, and uh, giant German man Isaiah Hartenstein, mm-hmm. and they re-signed Nene. Yeah. So first question, first question obviously is, uh, are Chris Paul and James Harden going to get along? I mean, I like that they've already made a commercial where Chris Paul is yelling at him during a video game that they're playing. Yeah, and that that to me, I don't think James Harden cares if you yell at him. Like he just, it doesn't seem like it really affects him that much. <laughs> like he gets tired uh, sometimes, I, but I think you generally, when it comes to James Harden, I think you can remove the back half of that sentence. Yeah, he just it's doesn't just, care. I don't think James Harden cares. <laughs> I mean, like unless Isaiah, unless somehow Chris Paul came in with like. A Moses Malone Jr. jersey, mm-hmm. like that's the only thing that seems to infuriate James Harden. And even then, he outsources that job. He, he yeah. doesn't get his hands dirty. Uh, I think. I think also these are two dudes who, like James Harden, has now a six, a giant six-year contract or six years yeah. left. And um, he and Chris Paul are both like really thinking about their legacies. I think. Even though James Harden has a lot more time, it just feels like, I don't know, like they, they both feel like they have something to prove to me. Um, you know who I feel like has feels like he has the most to prove exactly. on this team, though, actually? Yeah. Mike D'Antoni, baby. Uh, he does. He does. He, 
he's got to keep it rolling. He's got to wash that wash Dwight Howard off his off his poor body. And uh, Carmelo Anthony. I had a question. How is the ownership change going to affect the Rockets? Will Daryl Morey no longer get free theater tickets to go see musicals? Um, Sean, that's a very funny joke. But it's also a question I have. Yeah. Um, like, Daryl Morey is a very good general manager. Yeah. Um, you know, he's not my favorite guy in the world, but he's very good at his job. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wonder if a new ownership group coming in, if he has less carte blanche to really mori it up. It's a very good question to me. I think I think he I think he's going to have a little less freedom. I, I don't see how he can't like th- th- I just I'm I'm very curious. He has such a relationship with Les Alexander, and he seems to have so much freedom. Like like, a, is a billionaire going to come in and just take a hands off approach? Maybe, but. It seems like it will not be quite the paradise of roster moves. I mean, but also, Daryl Morey has bet big on this team. And I yeah. feel like if they don't go to the conference finals, like he he rightly should be maybe chastened. I'd kind of never get rid of him. Like, I love this style, but, but I, I yeah, get it. Yeah, I... But I can also understand being an owner who just spent a billion dollars on something and wanting to put your own guy in there. Yeah, and Chris Paul's in a contract year, so who knows? Um, if I were running the Knicks, I would offer to make Daryl Morey the highest-paid GM ever. Yeah. That is what I would do. You just um, never know when things and like If that I were Daryl Morey, I would not take the job. <laughs> can, I, uh, can I give you we – had some, we had some breaking non-news right now. Sure. My father said that the 49ers and Rams Thursday night football uniforms suck. He says, go back to the traditional ones. He adds, and while we're at it, get rid of the DH and then and start calling traveling in the NBA signed old fart. So my father is still concerned with traveling. He's going to hate watching Giannis. He's going to hate watching the Rockets. Um. All right, let's do these over unders. Yeah, get this episode done. Uh, over under fifty five and a half. Sean, over. Going to be a great team. Yeah, I'm also taking the over. I think they're going to win like sixty games. Yeah, they're awesome. PJ Tucker's awesome. They added some D. Like, like they did trade a lot of guys, but you look at their team; they're still pretty deep. Yeah, they're like. Uh, I do think. There is a 0% chance that uh, Mike D'Antoni plays Luke Richard in Bahamuti any minutes, though. <laughs> I could I could definitely <laughs> see him just looking like, oh, Eric Gordon, or uh, I play this, oh. this Luke feller. <laughs> if I were Luke and Bahamuti, I'd be like, get ready to shoot the corner three like you've never shot it before, and you're still probably going to be benched. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Um, that's our episode. Yeah. Except, as always, we have to ask a question. Yes. Um, we're way behind on polls because we've been banking episodes. Yeah. So we will have a gang of polls, uh, poll answers for you guys when Sean is back out of, from yeah. out of town. That's true. Um, but you know what? We've talked about him a lot. Uh, Sean, what do you think Daryl Morey is doing right now? Uh, I think that he is singing along to the soundtrack to Les Mis, and it's the London cast, not the original Broadway cast, and it is not, it's obviously not, he doesn't even own it, walked out of it in the theater, the theatrical Les Mis, like, he saw Anne Hathaway's scene, then Russell Crowe sang a second time, and Maury's like, I gotta scout some guys, so. (laughs) Um... I think he is currently, um, I don't think he's singing along to Les Mis, I'll tell you that much. Okay. That's too, it's too basic for him, I think. He'd be like, <laughs> you think he's like a Urinetown guy? Uh, I was going to say like something even deeper. I think he's an into the woods man, actually. Oh, I can see that. Um, uh, but anyway, I think he is frantically 
leaving messages on Michael Lewis's phone oh. and trying to get him to write a book about this season. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that the yeah, uh, the ball, right. it's going to be called busting balls when you have combustible personalities <laughs> like this. Um, all right, Sean, anything you want to plug? Nah, not at this point. Just keep, <laughs> like, it's so far in the future. Who knows what will happen by the time this episode's up. Yeah, we should probably mention that right now. If any big NBA news happens, Sean will be unavailable to podcast. I mean, maybe I'll attempt to do, like, some kind of weird solo podcast. That would be cool. Maybe I can find Dave. I yeah. don't know. But hopefully there will be no huge news within the next few weeks watch and, um, and now carmelo anthony will be traded as yeah, we finish recording. exactly yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah follow um, me on twitter at sean keen that's fine um yeah uh for me it's listen to that fast break breakfast episode and um something about uh, the the everything report yeah <laughs> follow the everything report on instagram and twitter uh, and more importantly, though, follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz, where on three ten fifteen I tweeted a classic. Why does it take me drinking half a glass of something before I realize it's gone bad? Mold <laughs> should be easier to sense. Iced tea goes bad. Oh, oh! One thing I do want to plug: our dudes on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, it's true. We want I- him to lose, though. <laughs> I want him on as long as possible. He hasn't been tweeting, though, since he's clearly been filming it. We need him tweeting more. Yeah, I mean, he'll <laughs> he'll probably horribly injure himself on that show. Like, he's he can't even hunt scorpions in his backyard without maiming himself. It's true. He, he said I mean, he, he broke he, his... He... Oh, my God. There's a story about him breaking his back in a race car accident. Uh, yeah, that sounds all right. <laughs> he had a crash and he broke his back and injured his hands and ribs. Uh, and then he said, "Was this recently?" Yeah, th- this week. Well, oh, oh, sorry. He once survived it. He also said that uh, he talks about injuries every day because I have a creaky old body. I'm 31, but I feel like I have the creaky old body of a 71 year old. Oh boy. Anyway, he did mm-hmm. the foxtrot. Which, in honor of the network that aired Malkin in the Middle. Um, yeah. But look, looking at his his Twitter right now, he's tweeting too much about Dancing with the Stars. I want him off of there. I'm sorry, friends. We need him, we need regular <laughs> Muniz Twitter back, not <laughs> Dancing with the Stars Muniz Twitter. <laughs> yeah, come on, Frankie. Come home to your Twitter account. Um, all right. Let's... Let's end this episode, shall we? Let's do it. All right. Uh, Trust the process. Trust the process. Shut it down. Let's go home. Let's go home. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. My, my, my. Can't touch this. The off season gets so long. Makes me bored all day long. But thankfully, I've got a music team that help me ride and keep the beat. I'm still a kid, even though I'm grown. A Superman homeboy in Orlando. And I'm known as such. And this is my team. You can't touch this. I told you, homeboy. You can't touch this. Yeah, that's how we live it. You can't touch this. Look into my eyes, man. You can't touch this. Yo, let me bust some Sir Charles lyrics. You can't touch this. Barkley, sell his name. Dwight the Ray Ball, but I know he can sing. Donuts, I like to eat. Oh, my boy D. White is kicking his feet. And he can still ball. K-Ball, Ross Johnson, Superman, Sam. He's not terrible, not terrible. Now he's got a grid of ball back on. Because the kids I clutch, and that's what you can't touch. I told you, you can't touch this. Why are you standing there, man? You can't touch this. Guess who it is? The governor. I'm a fan of the white, but he's scared, so he calls me sir. But he's groovy, and I wanna ask him to be in a movie or make a dream team. And like back in the day, I'll even yell, get down. You can't touch this. I'll 
I'll be back. You can't touch this. Break it down. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.